0: Hi, this is Marcia and Audrey, your podcast hosts for the Happily Married and the Happily Divorced. And we are here today to talk to you about boundaries. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot topic. It is a hot topic. And we thought going into the holidays that this would be a really good time to chat about this word boundary and basically what it means to each of us and what we think it means to us and then how to implement or practice or communicate um kind of piggybacking off of our talk last week on communication um so yeah so just um yeah Audrey let me put you on the spot what's your <laughs> thoughts on boundaries so
1: <laughs> yeah man a lot of a lot of personal experience and struggles over the years with you know coming to realize what kind of boundary needs to be established in my life? Which really means, what is my truth? What am I comfortable with? What am I okay with? What am I able to allow within myself? Like, without that awareness and that confidence within myself, then I'm going to change my story constantly to please right. and meet the needs of others. Okay. And
0: yeah. you do have to know who you are, right? Yes. yes. I mean, down to, I think we said this in our earlier podcast, like when I was trying to like sort out intrinsically who I was, it's like, what's my favorite color? Like mm-hmm. what's my favorite, this favorite mm-hmm. activity, what do I love to do? What do I not like to do? But it is, you have to know yourself first. So right. step one, find yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> find what you will and will not tolerate, right? Yes
1: your tolerance your thresholds what you can live with and what you can what what you can live without what mm-hmm. you need to live without yeah if you know and how do we do that how do we discover that if there's a continued or even an occasional circumstance that's really painful or uncomfortable it's like how long are we okay with that well the interesting thing is is that when it comes
0: to the holidays and so many of our friends will share with us and is that there are circumstances that we have to live through, yes. right? And especially right now, when we're so polarized as a nation, and in some cases as a as a globe, um, you know, how do we have conversations, um, when we don't feel comfortable or where we have to go, maybe to a dinner or an occasion, and we're just gut-wrenched, like we're, something's up, like we're not feeling good. How do we prepare for that moment or? If we're in a certain situation, in a relationship, for example, and it's not feeling great, you know, how do we check in? Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of have to start off with that communication. I was thinking that. Like, if you're in a situation where it's not feeling good, you kind of have to first identify what's mm-hmm. not feeling good. Mm-hmm. And then that's step one. And then step two is you have to communicate that this isn't feeling good. Mm-hmm. And when you say that's not feeling good, how you're met <laughs> decides whether or not you need to implement a boundary, right? Right. And then it's how do you do that, right? I mean, you've taught me a lot about what you're available for, right?
1: Right. Yeah, I was just going to say that even the dinner parties or, you know, the the, the holiday events, um, get-togethers with friends or family, um, you know, there's so many things that we feel like we have to do and we we don't. Like to actually go into it with an open mind of like, I, I don't have to attend that dinner if it's right. not something that, that is going to be good for me or for my family or, you know, mental health is really important. And we, I don't know about you, but I've definitely pushed myself in the past oh, yeah. as a pleaser and an achiever yeah. um, past the point of what's comfortable for me, especially if dealing with grief and trauma and just life, you know, pressure from right. job, parenting... Like we have so many pressures and demands that sometimes we don't have that extra to give or it may right. not fill our cup up or it just might be that one thing that's just too much. And but, we feel bad right. saying, like, hey, I actually don't want to do that and I'm not going to. And there's a certain way to communicate that and a certain way to identify that right. which we
0: can talk about. Totally. And I think sometimes, like for me, when I have been in a state of grief mm-hmm. and I haven't wanted to leave my home, mm-hmm. like I remember after my mom had her stroke or strokes, And it was Thanksgiving and my friend had invited me over there. Like I was so grief stricken. I didn't want to leave the house, mm-hmm. but it was good. I left the house. Yeah. Right. So like that was kind of that <laughs> don't continue to feed your depression. Yeah. Right. But so grief is like one thing. Right. And then there's just general like anxiety because maybe conversations don't make you feel safe or maybe mm-hmm. you're like trying to not drink that month. And you don't want to explain that to every person in the room if you're not drinking alcohol or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have different reasons. But we should be able to go and stand in a room with our friends and say, hey, I'm just not drinking this month. And who cares, right? I'm yeah, not even a big And deal. so if you are, you know, I have friends who be like, I'm not drinking this month or I'm taking this break. And, like, if they have to explain that to their friends and their friends give them grief, are they friends? Right. <laughs> right? So it's like, you know, there are things that we're constantly getting information. Right. Right. So we might not even know that we need to set a boundary, but I think the best way to know if you need to set a boundary is when you leave the situation, you either feel heavy or light, Mm -hmm. you feel good or you feel blah. Mm -hmm. And if you feel blah, (laughs) it's not feeling light, you know, you might need to do some gut checks of like why, right. You know.
1: Exactly. And it's okay to leave, you know, if things get uncomfortable, like you would mentioned, if we're not available for something, whether if somebody gets heated about something, which happens, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay to let people know like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not available for this conversation. Um, or something that is an area of needed improvement and growth within myself is just to kind of lighten up about some of the things. Like if somebody that I really care about comes in heavy about something, then I feel, I feel pretty serious about it. Um, but I can also start to shift into compassion and love and grace and just kind of like laugh. And, you know, if somebody that I love, like makes a comment about my stern looking face, just like laugh and be like, that is my face. (laughs) Thanks. You know, instead of getting defensive about it and taking it personally. Um, you know, there's, there's different ways that, that we can be in the situation to lighten up, to bring that light into it. But if that isn't effective and if we truly are triggered, I mean, which happens, then it's okay. It's okay to leave. It's okay to stop that conversation. If it's a situation that is routinely difficult, but it's like a family member or somebody that it's really, it's pretty, you know, important, maybe it's important for you to continue that relationship, then I really find a couple of helpful tools to be you know, to, to call or to be consistent about a check-in, but to make sure you have something after that Mm check-in. So maybe you're only available for like a 20 minute conversation. You can't get stuck on the phone for an hour. Right. Um, yeah, that's what, you know.
0: Yeah. And, but that's a boundary, right? So I find that when I first started talking about boundaries with myself or things that I needed to do, it was setting a rule, right. Mm -hmm. Or an expectation that I would follow to keep mm-hmm. myself in my safe zone, right? So like you said, um, look at the clock and be like, you know, be clear, right? Mm-hmm. If you're on the phone with someone and you're a little unsure, you know, maybe as soon as the conversation starts, be like, I have five minutes right yeah. now to chat yeah. and then I've got a hard stop, right? Yeah. So I think that, is very helpful, but a lot of boundary setting is setting a boundary with yourself.
1: I exactly, I was just going to say that this is, nobody <laughs> likes to be told what to do, like to go around and be like, I'm going to set a boundary and you are not allowed to talk to me that way. Well, that doesn't work because we're totally powerless over people as well. And that just makes people mad. Like that's mm-hmm. controlling behavior and it's actually delusional to think that we can expect somebody else to behave a certain way based on what we need. Instead, we get to really look inside and this is where the deep work comes in we get to look inside and be like, why is this disturbing me? What do I actually need? What can I do to contribute to the situation differently? Do I need to take space? Do I need to give grace? Um, you know, do I just need to listen and smile and be loving and accept people for who they are? You know, do I need to stop taking everything personally and not make it about me? It's like, yeah, probably I can check all those boxes at certain points in my life. Absolutely, 100%. Um, But the minute I start expecting people to do certain things or act certain ways because I'm not available for that, I'm in trouble. And that relationship is going to be challenging.
0: Yeah, and I could sit and think about that for a while. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot there. (laughs) Well, and I think that's the part. It's like, this is the part where it's like, okay, you let someone know. Like, you let someone know you're not available for that type of behavior yeah and that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get an apology right it doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna never do it again right or understand and so it just depends on us right like because for me I just like kind of like have a little like tolerance issues where like I I just am like why like because I think probably because if somebody told me like they didn't like something I did or they disliked how I talked to them, like I would be like, I'm going to think about that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ponder that. I'm going to walk away and like, you know, rethink what I said and Mm -hmm. did I have a misstep and how can I do this better moving forward? And I think a lot of times because I overanalyze and really like think through things so deeply to a fault at times that I expect everyone around me to be doing the exact same thing. Right. And so that's just something that's like kind of been ingrained in me. And I, I don't know, I, I guess mindfulness is important for me, mm-hmm. right? And and those situations where people aren't being mindful, like I just, I'm losing, I find I'm losing tolerance as I get older mm-hmm. with people saying and doing things that are not mindful. Like it just... It's not even that I'm triggered. It's that I'm done. Like I'm exhausted, right. and I think that's the part where I'm trying to find more tolerance within me to be more creative in those moments. Yeah, and I think you're incredibly creative <laughs> in those moments where yeah. you and I, mean, I. Maybe that's just because you've done a lot of healing work too. I don't. I'm not yeah. sure.
1: I'm also you know over the years i've also <laughs> like gone to the point too where it's like if it doesn't feel good consistently, i'm not going to put myself in that situation. Life is too short. I am not in control of how other people behave i if things aren't driving, if friendships change, it's okay you know to get into that spot where it's like that's not about me it's not about them it's just about the journey and And it's okay if things shift. You know, I'm really thinking about the things that are painful to shift. Like family or marriages or intimate relationships. But, like, as far as friendships go... and friendships, yeah. I've definitely been able to make those shifts quickly. But it's...
0: With family, I think I'm speaking more that it's it's been harder. But I do think that it is... It it probably comes down to the trigger where you are triggered. And so, like, can you set a boundary in the middle of a trigger, right? Mm Because if you're setting a boundary and this is just my point of view, this is probably more personal to me, but if I'm triggered in the moment and then I try to set a boundary, it might come across more as me being controlling than me setting a boundary. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And like you said, like if somebody says something about your face or someone makes a comment Mm -hmm. about what I'm wearing or, you know, like trying to find a way to be creative, um, Many moons ago, I had a situation with a friend where they made a comment of something I was doing and I called my grandma Lauren and she was like, and I mean, I was folding clothes on the couch and my roommate walked in and was like, why are you folding clothes on the couch? And I was so annoyed. I'm like, and I immediately was like, where am I supposed to fold them? Like, what is going on? Like, or like, it was obviously tension in our friendship and I called my grandma Lauren and I told her this and she said... Well, you could have just been like, well, I couldn't fit in the dryer. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, where are you? Because it's that fun, playful, non-defensive responses. Yes. That are responses and not reactions and that are, they shift things to a higher vibration because it's like, I see where you're at and I, something's wrong. And Mm. obviously you're lashing out at me Mm. and I'm finding a way to bring this back to light. Like Mm -hmm. whatever's going on has nothing to do with me. And I really couldn't fit in the dryer. Right. (laughs) Maybe my foot. I don't know. But maybe my leg. You know, and I think it's that of like, how can we make things light? Right. Right. How can we get creative if somebody says something to us, you know, or, or, a lot of that is just like asking a question back, you know, like, well, what do you think about that? Or yeah. like, what do you think your face looks like? Yeah. And when you look in the mirror, do you think you're happy or stern? You know, yeah. like where you just don't even answer the question, but you yeah. put it back on that person and, and
1: just get it off of you. Right. Yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah. And, and just to piggyback off of that, um, One of the things that I've done recently, which has caused some challenges and in, in some, some family relationships that just were challenges in the moment, but things are, you know, resolved on. But it was pretty challenging for me, honestly. What I did when I noticed that things were uncomfortable, which I regret doing and I don't want to do again in the future if I'm not prepared for it, is ask, like, oh, you seem bothered by that. Is everything okay? Like, in a, when it's a personal thing, you know, it's clear that something... That, that they're not happy or upset with some, some sort of action or inaction of my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm not prepared for what's underneath that right. comment. You know, I'm not prepared for the depth that is there. Well, and I don't want to hear it. Like, why did I ask if, right. if I'm not available to, to listen to something that isn't really productive or helpful sure. or useful or kind? So, yeah, I definitely... Um, moving forward... I think that there is a way to own, um, to own that and not without, without leaving like an open ended statement of, you know, like that whole fix it, that really codependent situation where you're like, is everything okay? You seem really bothered. You seem really bothered by whatever. Right. It's it's gaslighting. Yeah. At that point you're being gaslit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, back up. Yeah. You know, I love you. Let's keep this light and you
0: know. Well, and it's interesting in that because like even with my children, if they are lashing out or But you're but right, it's isn't really the lashing out. This is more that fake kind of yeah. sarcastic yes. where it's like they're yeah. they're trying to get your goat yeah. statement. Yeah. You know, where um how do you transition that? I think that's right. the biggest thing. Because if if um Almost that I kind of feel like it's that avoidance on their part to connect to the topic mm-hmm. and make it like I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. At least that's how it feels. Mm-hmm. Like, how yeah. do you pivot from that um, mm-hmm. to be like, I think think things got a little confused, right? right. Like you can kind of be like, I'm not sure we're, we're kind of coming at this conversation from the same point of view or yeah. the same agenda. Yeah. Like, what do you think we're talking about? Maybe just asking right. that question. like. Yeah. Because I'll do that at work. Like, what is the issue? Right. <laughs> like, what are we trying to fix right. exactly? And like, have we figured out the root cause, right? Right. And, and that always takes it back because process is so easy at work because mm. it's so defined in our standard operating procedures in my right. work, right? So it's it's easy to bring it back. But I think sometimes asking that question, and I'm just, you know, thinking creatively here too, like, you know, what is it we're talking about? Right. You know, what do you think is going on? Mm-hmm. Right if we ask like what do you think's going on or like you know i got a text today that i didn't understand and i said well maybe i need to ask you what you mean <laughs> right because based on our conversation of x y and z or x and y i thought this was z like mm-hmm. following a pattern of discussion when in reality this was a you mm-hmm. just randomly saw this mm-hmm. but i'm connecting the dots to x and y so i'm assuming z mm-hmm. yes it's an assumption on my part but it's it's kind of in that assumption that if you turn on a light, the light's mm. gonna come on. So for right. me it's a logical assumption. Right. So I struggle when logic doesn't flow. I and I said that. Like, if the conversation does not flow logically, I can't follow. Right. Right. And so if like something new is coming up, but it could something that could trigger me or I could assume is related to the first two parts of the conversation, it's gonna confuse me and it's gonna frustrate me. Right. And so I think and that was probably really confusing because I wasn't giving exact examples, but I didn't really want to share that exact yeah, example. I but I, yeah, okay. You're just looking
1: for clarity. Just I looking mean, for clarity. Really what is. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. And honestly, like when we sit here and talk about boundaries, I mean, really what it is is it's on us and it's what are we available for? It's what is our truth? Again, it's that self-awareness and, right. and then taking that action and not being afraid. You know, like holiday plans. I made plans with some friends for New Year's. My family has different expectations mm-hmm. and desires. I'm not going to be able to totally meet them. I can probably meet them part of the way, mm-hmm. um, but not all the way. Not right. my family family. My kids are with their dad. You know, I'm not going to ditch my kids for no, totally. a holiday. <laughs> just to yeah. clarify. Yeah, no, but, totally. You know, and, and that's after, like, spending a holiday with family, you right. know. So, I mean, it's just this, like... I didn't think that that was gonna happen, right. but I certainly am not gonna allow myself to be guilted into a situation and change what i already had set up. I want right. to. There's just part of me that thinks I need to do that, right. but I'm gonna try and make it all work. And that's you great. know, but I'm gonna be true to myself sure. at the end of the day, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna right. hold those commitments, and so those kind of overlaps can happen a lot, especially over the holidays. They do, and I think I think one thing is just saying, you know what? Thank you for wanting me to be
0: there. Mm-hmm. You know, ch- take exactly. gratitude perhaps in that. Like, yeah. thank you for expressing that you miss me and you yeah. want me there. Um, I love that. Like, yeah. that makes me feel really good inside. And I am trying to balance out two things. And yeah. let me just take a think and get back to you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of times with family, we feel like we have to give this instantaneous response. I don't know where that comes from. Yeah. because with friends and with work maybe because yeah. it came to me later in my years.
1: Yeah.
0: I do a better job of having that self-control. Right. That discipline, right? Mm-hmm. That self-control of um taking a second and yeah. not react responding right away mm-hmm. with an answer. Um but you know what when we're triggered yeah. we
1: react. Right. And we want approval from our family yes. because that is yeah. where we come from. That is our you know, that is that is where we come from. Those are our values. That's our upbringing. Um, no matter what our families look like, we, I mean, I can tell you so many people that I've worked with, so many people that I've known personally and myself included, having parental approval, even as an adult, is important. And yeah. how do we separate out from that, you know, when it's not in alignment with our values or our truth? Because where we're, I get into trouble, where... People get into trouble is when we start committing or being okay with things that we're not really okay with, and that's impeccability. Yeah, because then we get resentful, right? And then everything just goes to hell. Totally. (laughs) In our and should just stay home alone. No, I
0: mean, and that's that's being impeccable with our word, like saying and committing and following through. Yeah, and then not overcommitting and creating unnecessary anxiety. Right. Um, but just really finding a phrase like, you know, let me take a think about it and get back to you. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: I think um, one of the other things I was thinking when you were talking was um, when you're talking about like, you know, with our family. I think our families are also a source of misinformation. Right. And so like if you say the, I'm not going to say the wrong thing, but if you say something that doesn't please Yeah. It can usually spread. Yeah. And then you hear it from another relative. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my gosh. Like, Right? right? So it's, I think sometimes what you say, depending on how large your family is and Mm -hmm. how quickly they talk, Mm -hmm. is that it can come back to you. And Mm -hmm. I think some of the reasons why we behave the way we do is because we're trying to protect ourselves from hearing it from someone else. Right. Like, because of the gossip chain that can happen in families. Right. It's very normal, you know? and. Um, so yeah, I get that. And I, I I often wonder though, are we trying to please our family? Are we trying to prevent being misunderstood? Right. And, you know, or both at the same time.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I think about when you talk about that, the family talking and everything is like one of the most simple ways to avoid needing to set boundaries for, for me, just in my experience with my family is like, I'm not going to talk to, I have two siblings. I'm not going to talk to my brother about what's going on with my sister. If there's something going on, like I'm not going to, you know, and if they come to me to do it, then I mean, they learned, we all learned quickly. We're not available for that with each Mm -hmm. other, you know, because I'm not going to participate or they're not going to participate or whatever, you know, just like Mm -hmm. throwing all the examples out there. Right. Um, And, and so each relationship with each individual is sacred. I mean, that's sacred space. And you know what happens then? And that's how my friendships are too. And that's how my relationships are with my kids. You know, we don't, I mean, there's there's nothing helpful, mm-hmm. kind or necessary with communicating with other people about other people, you right. know, gossip or not, unless it's from a place of concern and love and like, hey, what can we do to support this or a learning example, you know? So that, um, I feel like that has avoided a lot of, of drama in the last, you know, 11 months. Like there was a period right after my dad passed away where things were hot and heavy and people were not happy. And and my boundary setting of what I wasn't available for shortly after my dad passed away, which was like a really touchy time to not be available for certain things, Mm that I had to, because otherwise I was going to lose my mind, you know, and if I lose my mind, that ripple effect is not so good in my life. Um, you know, there was a time then where everyone was talking about everything and, um, But then we just stopped. I just stopped. We can just stop. If we don't like what's happening, we can change it. We don't have to participate in triangulation, which is actually like clinically a real problem. Well, the um, drama triangle. In our relationships. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's interesting
0: when we find, when we do participate in that and when we do, you know, and that's the thing like, with the four agreements we talked about impeccability already just now and then doing your best because sometimes you're not going to do your best no
1: right sometimes
0: you're you're going to say something and then you're like wow you know like even as you're talking I'm like there's definitely things that you know a lot of it's that victim gets pushed up and you just want validation because you are feeling strained by another relationship in the family and Perception. I think for me, it's that perception that I I have to let go of with what people perceive and how they perceive me. Like, that's on them. It's not on me.
1: Right.
0: Like, I can't run around trying to get everyone to understand where I'm coming from or who I am. But I do find that I get a little addicted to that in my family. Like, trying to get clarity all the time and understanding Mm -hmm. all the time of this Mm -hmm. is where I'm coming from. This is why. This is Mm -hmm. what, you know, in that... I think because I I feel better in clear mm-hmm. communicating mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. where I know your expectations, mm-hmm. you know mine, mm-hmm. I understand your authenticity, you understand mm-hmm. mine. Like that makes me feel safe mm-hmm. and it makes me feel understood and mm-hmm. that feels good to me. Yeah. If I'm in a relationship where I don't feel understood or there isn't clear communication, it creates anxiety mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a massive source of my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, yeah, I mean, and that's that's because like I'm supposed to be in a space with clarity. <laughs> I mean, that's like my life path. Mm-hmm. Work, my job is all about facts and mm-hmm. getting to the root cause and like getting clarity and clarifying communication for others. And that is fantastic because I feel strong in that environment. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in a space that's unclear, uh, my natural reaction is to... Be that professional puzzle mm-hmm. problem solver, mm-hmm. and and that's the thing of like trying to recognize. Because you said something to me that I've shared with someone today, a friend of mine today about um, trying to seek, and a ridiculous amount of community and understanding, can come across as judgment, mm-hmm. and can put us in a judging mm-hmm. position. And I shared that with a friend and she was like, Whoa, that's powerful. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because and that's really good feedback like when we get into this um, you know, vaccine or political conversations where we might try to be seeking that other person's point of view, but then why are we seeking that out so we can throw something back at them and then it's like it's the judge, yeah. right? And so again that comes back to safety now that my family is vaccinated I can walk away and just be like this is our choice and whatever anyone else does that's their choice and mm-hmm. right that's all I can control right now mm-hmm. is my personal space mm-hmm. but I loved what you said with that mm-hmm. I mean I could ponder that one for a long time mm-hmm.
1: yeah no it's good it's good awareness for sure and just to back it up a little bit when you were talking about misstepping because we're all human Um. you know the The best thing that that we can do in that situation is to own it as quick as possible. Like just to clean that right up, right? Oh. You know, and, and, and then one of the most easy things to say if there's all of a sudden some sort of confusion or maybe turmoil or something is like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I just made all of this about me. This is not about me at all. Like and then ask them a question and just be quiet. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just like shut it down because the minute right. that we start to I mean, it's like taking it personally. Yeah. But it's also thinking that they're thinking about us and that they're wanting to, you know, that their, their anger or that look on their face is because they're disappointed because of X, Y, and Z, you know, whatever. It's like, wait a minute. No, like, how about I just remove myself really emotionally, spiritually, mentally from this situation and just observe it. Right. You know, that doesn't, I mean, what, why there's no finish line. There's no award. There's no medal. There's, There's just being. Well, and honestly, I think for me, my
0: children have taught me that more than anything. Because when they would have big reactions, it would definitely stir up a reaction in me. And to get to the point where I can observe them without judgment. Yeah. As long as they're not going to a space that's incredibly unkind. And like they're, but still you can, if you can just sit and observe and tolerate what they're Expressing, I mean, even tonight, Lauren was explaining. She's like, "Mom, sometimes when I would have tantrums when I was younger, I don't know why I was doing it. I just had all these emotions inside of me, and I just, I couldn't get them out, and I just was like going bonkers, mm-hmm. you know. And but looking back, she's like, I can't say it was one thing or another. It was just a bunch of feelings, mm-hmm. and." Cause Luca was struggling tonight and she was trying to help me understand mm-hmm. where he was coming from. That it really wasn't because of any one thing, it's just, he was feeling that way. So he mm-hmm. was acting out and being able to love your child through that mm-hmm. is probably the hardest thing to do, mm-hmm. but it, trying to set a boundary in the midst of a tantrum is not a good thing to do. Right. right. <laughs> right? But like maybe afterwards, nice. like you talk, you know, cause I think. With boundaries with my kids, like, you know, we were going to skiing today and, you know, there were certain things being said in the car and I'm like, this is what I'm available for. This is what I'm not available for. Yeah. Like, we've got to focus. We're four people in a car right now and this is not okay, mm-hmm. you know. And, and in those situations, I think they start to understand what my boundaries are. And, like, later on, I'll be like, like, Lauren, this afternoon, like, sorry, mom. Like, mm-hmm. I was worried about X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So, if you're feeling worried, can we express that in a different way? Mm-hmm. You know, like can we maybe say we're worried? Mm-hmm. And then I think the reason why sometimes kids don't say that is they don't want to be told mm-hmm. not to worry, right? Or maybe right? And so yeah. maybe that's something I can revisit with her mm-hmm. tonight too. Is like, did you not want to say you're worried because you didn't want to be told why you don't have to be worried or why you're so strong or whatever? Right? right. Yeah. Then that goes back to that overly
1: helpful space. Yeah. Like, when a kid falls down and gets hurt, it's like, you're okay, you're okay. No, oh my gosh,
0: I, yeah, I divert, but it's like, but hey, it's true. What are happened? you okay? Or what happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: or what happened? And honestly, like, that is the same thing that we get to do in our adult relationships. When things right. come up instead of... Assuming. Yeah, assuming and, and, like, putting a name on their feeling and their reaction, like, you know, sometimes happens with, with children and parenting. Um, but I think that, okay, I'm making this really interesting connection right now. So as a parent, I was, when they were younger, I was always very cognizant to never tell them how they felt ever. Mm -hmm. And I would ask (laughs) and I would empower and, and, and they are confident. Mm -hmm. Like they are everything Mm -hmm. I dreamed of being when Mm -hmm. I was a kid that took me over three decades to finally get to. Like they are confident children and who are very comfortable in themselves and how they feel. And I love that. So why and how can, how, take the why out because that's like judgment. How can I use those same like phrases or tools with other people in my life, you know, instead of taking it personally, like, you know, checking with them. How are you feeling about that? You know, I mean, in some cases I do, but let's be honest, the people that I want the validation from the most, like my family or people that I really care about intimate relationships or whatever, you know, then I'm attached to that because I have an attachment to that and I'm not observing. I'm like really connected. So yeah, what are we talking about? Allowing people to have their own experiences, their own truths, their own situations, not making it about us and then being comfortable in our own too. And sometimes they're not going to line up.
0: Well, and it, it, yeah, because we live with our kids, and our kids are totally different beings yeah. than us, yeah, but we make it work, right, so like how do we extend that same mm-hmm. gratitude and um, patience and observation mm-hmm. to them and I mean, absolutely, and I think when I was doing really good with certain family members, I did do those things, yeah, and I think probably because I was in it thick with Lauren at that time because mm-hmm. she was between three and six. Mm-hmm. And now that she's older and I'm getting a little lazier because it's getting easier, Yeah, you know, and Luca is not, his kind of comes out of nowhere and Mm -hmm. it's not as, it's just different, right? Mm -hmm. It's different than Lauren, but um, yeah, no, I think that's a great thought. Like how can we take the ways we talk to our children and give them space Mm -hmm. and apply that to our family? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. But a lot of that is we, we have to heal first, mm-hmm.
1: right? It's all healing work, and, and uh, I think that's the hardest thing is that you can't. Oh, you
0: can right, but. You know we talked about healing yesterday, and like in order to heal, you have the psych, the psyche to heal the psyche. You have to you have to quiet the chatter, mm-hmm. and you have to create silence,
1: mm-hmm. in order to heal that. Mm, I love that. After TJ moved out, I was still living up at the top of the mountain in Bear Valley. And, you know, I couldn't move. Like, I physically knew I literally could not move. I mean, it was best for me to stay in the house and and for him to to move. Like, that's just how the split worked out the best for, for both of us. But I physically knew I could not move. And looking back on it, I spent almost two years in silence up there. Besides when the kids were there. I never had TV on. I never had music on. It's so quiet up there. I, I literally gave myself all of this quiet, not just from healing from that relationship, but from, you know, things that happened growing up and, you know, my own personal journey with my BRCA1 mutation and, you know, self-love and all of that. Um, there's so much power in silence. And That's if awesome. the schedule gets too stacked up these days and I don't have a down day, because what is a down day? A down day is a quiet day at home for me, you know, right. like quiet. Right. That's why going out in nature is so helpful for so many people. Totally. Because it's quiet. We're not out there like on our phones, on social media. We're not checking our emails. We're not answering calls. Right. It's quiet. We're creating space in nature for healing.
0: And No, that's a really... It's really good, right? Are we scheduling out enough silence in a day yeah. for healing? Because the healing is... I mean, depending on how much trauma we've had in our lives. Yeah. But, I mean, it can be from a conversation you had last week, right? Yeah. So it just... It's just constantly allowing that brain to create the neurons to the spaces that's yeah. gonna bring us the most peace in our in ourselves. And I I think that's fantastic. I think if anything, we're talking through a lot of great ideas and topics where I'll re-listen to this. Yeah. Probably. Definitely. You know, if I need to recenter or think of like spark some ideas on how to cope and deal or to reset. Mm-hmm. Um, to remind myself, you know, what I need to do to find that joy and that space and that creativity to keep me in the space I want to be in. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So if things are feeling heavy or if things are feeling a little tight as far as scheduling and obligations, um, you know, I think that it's really okay to let ourselves off the hook. Mm-hmm. Either we don't have to do it or if we do it, like let's choose just to be light and to go into it like with a lightness and with the love and with the idea of like what is the most loving and kind thing I can do how can I actually be of service in the situation because that always makes us feel better to be in a state of giving rather than expecting or right. or receiving right no matter what that's like magic
0: absolutely know? um
1: so we can keep it simple right now I think that's really important with this time of year and then also just with the heaviness that a lot of people are carrying around
0: mhm
1: yeah no absolutely mm-hmm.
0: and and everyone's going through something right we always hear that but it is true and what people do and say are not is not directly about us right, right. so just trying to remember that i think it's easy to think that what our family members say is about us and then just trying to I know we say take those deep breaths, but trying to maybe even asking him for clarity. Like yeah. <laughs> I read a text today and I thought it said one thing and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not even going to respond. I'm going to yeah. just say, what did you mean by this? And I took the text and put it in quotations yeah. and it was totally not yeah. what I thought it was. Yeah. Right. So I think, yeah. So just slowing down and asking for clarity Yeah, before assuming you need to have a boundary or if you need to have a boundary, like recognize what it is that you need. If you need to say no to something, if you need 20 minutes, if you need 40 minutes, if you need a week, a day, mm-hmm. just are you feeling healthy? Do you need to focus on some internal healing, internal peace, yeah. quieting it down before you return to certain environments? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is that mindfulness. Um, so hopefully today we've given some good ideas on how to practice boundaries, how to think about boundaries, how to question the boundaries you have in place right now and and that they're not being placed unnecessarily or, mm-hmm. yeah. or being con- used as a way to control something. Right.
1: Yeah, having compassion um more compassion, that's definitely a continued area of growth for me and then just remembering if things are hard and if they're heavy and they're really uncomfortable and painful and it's a situation that you really shouldn't be in or you don't want to be in, it's not good for you you know no is a complete sentence and if there wasn't a question it doesn't need a response (laughs) that's very good yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. that saved me a lot of drama (laughs) well good well thank you for
0: your time today that was fun yeah Yeah. thanks marcia thanks for for listening you guys talk to you later bye